It's time to swing into the golf world of today with Springdale Golf Live on Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. Sponsored by Taylor Made and the New Jersey Golf Foundation. Now, here's your host, the director of fun, Keith Stewart. Here we go. Good afternoon and welcome to Springdale Golf Live. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, the director of fun. It's going to be an entertaining Friday afternoon. Thank you for tuning into Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. I like it. Here's our vibe for this afternoon, Wade, you know, because we have the president of fun, Kate Tempesta, with us. You know, she's a designer, creator. Does she know who you are? Well, you know what? I I got trumped. Uh, Pardon the pun. (laughs) Anyway, teacher. She's a kid magnet. You know, her Urban Golf Academy and Birdie Basics program is just cutting edge. So hence our jam today. So it's Friday afternoon. Stick with us, folks, and uh, don't worry about a thing. Hit it, Wade. There we go. A little Bob Marley, little three little birds. And I think we're going to get into some uh, birdie magic here and talk just for in a little bit. But uh, I know she's on the line, Kate Tempesta. Kate, welcome to Springdale Golf Live. How are you doing today? Hey, hey Keith. I'm doing great. Thanks so much. I just got the birdie pun. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you, you, the um, every week we try to do a little song of the week, and we have a little fun. And uh, Three Little Birds, I thought, was appropriate for you and all your Birdie Basics programs, which uh, I know we're going to talk about in a little bit. But uh, welcome to the show, and uh, you're over there in New York City this afternoon. How's everything going? Everything's doing great. It's a little chilly here, but we are playing golf 365 days a year, come rain or snow or freezing weather. I know, and and I really appreciate you taking the time to come on. And so, three sixty five a year. You're running an urban golf academy. How did how did you yeah. come up with this idea? Yeah, well, I I had been teaching young children for for very many years before I even picked up a golf club. Um, I didn't start playing golf until I was twenty nine, and at that point, I was teaching young children. And I thought, gosh, what a great sport! It was so empowering to me. Um, and I thought it would be such an empowering thing to bring to young children. So. Um, as I was saying before I was cut off, you know, I, what I bring to the sport and when you ask me, like, what is a 2020 golfer, I have a hard time answering that because I come to it as an advocate of children and always have. And how can we bridge the gap and how can I help the golf world bridge the gap between these early years, uh, the foundational years that are so, so critical in, in later outcomes. Um, and so I hope what it means to be a golfer in 2020 is that we're, we're giving children a space and a place to really be who they are and to develop at a time and, and pace that, that ultimately they need to. Now, how long has the Urban Golf Academy been around? Uh, I started it in 2007. It became an official business in 2009, but the concept in my first class, I was running in 900 square feet uh, on the Upper East Side of Manhattan in a basement of a church. All right, now. 2007. So you talk about classes, right? What kind of programs make up the academy or the Urban Golf Academy? Kind of give my listeners who are, you know, in the New York market and, you know, could yeah. be possible customers of yours. Um, if you're yeah. selling the programs, right, what, what is a week like or what is a weekend like? You know, you talk about 365, 24-7, you're teaching golf there. What, what, is a, yeah. what, what is the program structure like at the Urban Golf Academy? Well, so we're, we're mobile. We don't have a, a brick and mortar. So right now, this time of year when it's cold out, we are part of after-school programs in the city. 
Uh, we're part of a couple of different nonprofits where we offer golf programming during the day for the children, like at Harlem, Harlem Children's Zone. But we're we're an offering at 25 different schools at any one time. Um, and then in the spring, we offer up programs in Central Park. So children would come to us once a week for an hour uh, and participate in, in golf in Central Park. And then in the summer months, we have all sorts of things. We, we run camps in schools. We run camps at Montauk Downs on the Easter tip of Long Island at an actual golf course. Um, we run mini camps in Central Park for five hours where children come in and do a mixture of golf and other early childhood-centric activities. Um, we do birthday parties that are, that are golf-centric around these particular ages. Um, and so that's, that's it. Well, I tell you, it sounds to me like you're pretty busy. You must have quite a team there because you're not in 25 different schools on any given day. And, well, and gosh, no. Well, yes, of course. No. But um, So the program itself is something that's a curriculum. It, and it's a curriculum yeah. that can be used by anyone. Um, take me through that. If, if I wanted to use it at Springdale for my youngest members, um, how sure. would I go about um, learning about Birdie Basics? Yeah, so Birdie Basics was born out of the Urban Golf Academy. And, and over the years, since 2007, having to train other coaches to go ahead and you know spread the mission and carry, carry the torch. Birdie Basics uh, is a culmination of everything that's gone on since 2007. And Birdie came into the mix as our brand after sitting down with a branding company and after creating a brand new curriculum around story and, um, and, and props that are associated with it. So Birdie Basics now is, uh, can be a part of any golf facility and you simply become a member. We send you out the kit and the curriculum, the storylines, and we give you online support. Um, and it's an annual renewal, but it gives you, um, the, the same branding, the same storylines, the same mascot, the visual, the, the, the mascot that these children connect to, um, and, and the storylines and the play-based learning environments. Well, you know what, listeners? We are connecting to Miss Kate Tempesta today. She's an LPGA member, Golf Digest, Best in State, Golf Magazine, Top Influential People in Golf. Uh, the list goes on and on. We'll, we'll, we'll come up with some more later. But she is the owner and designer and creator, president of fun behind the Urban Golf Academy, and we have her today on the show. So you talked a lot about how you had this moment, kind of like uh, Saul on the road to Damascus, where you were struck by the game of golf at some point in life, and it, and it took over you and it consumed you right so how did you develop this what was this pivot point how did you develop this love and passion for the game I honestly I had been living in the city for several years and I lost touch with being an athlete I was going to the gym and just doing like the classic getting on the treadmill and maybe lifting some weights and I really lost touch being an athlete I didn't have a space or a place to I was a three-sport athlete growing up none of which were golf Um, and so I lost that like team sports personality. I mean, it was part of me. And uh, a friend of mine invited me to go and play golf and it just spoke to me. It took all of my, um, and a little side note, I had studied sports medicine. So I had a very strong biomechanical and like functional movement uh, education. And so it just, it really spoke to me at just shy of 30 years old. It, it, I felt like it was creative and it was physical and it was biomechanical and it was and I had to persevere through it when I hit a bad shot. And it just, it presented all of these like whole person um, developmental characteristics. And I just, that really spoke to me because as a teacher of young children and as somebody that hopes to guide each and every day children through a whole person experience and that these five-year-olds, these three-year-olds are so much more than, uh, I mean, there's so much to them, right? And we have to teach the whole person. And that's what golf did for me. I didn't take it as like, 
you know, hey, this is a cool sport. They hit me like a ton of bricks. The perseverance, creativity, all the things I just mentioned. Well, Kate, you know, please, you, you don't have to explain too much what the golf bug is. I mean, I'm a PGA <laughs> professional. Um, we all get it. Yeah. All the listeners get it. You know, we, we all have different yeah. reasons, but it's uh, um, it, it, the game is when it, once it bites you, it's got you for life. And, and that's probably the best oh. part about it is that you can do it for life. But what? Yeah. There had to be someone. Was there a PGA pro? Was there an LPGA pro along your kind of transition there that you know was a mentor to you, or or maybe a teacher for you that taught you how to play? Was there someone that kind of helped you know um, make sure that the golf bug kind of uh, settled in and, and took full hold of you? Yeah, well, the, the the head pro at the time out at Montauk Downs, he was really the one that took me under my under his wing. He saw me coming in on Saturday mornings at five forty-five, being on the first tee with the guys who had been playing for, you know, a hundred years, who were sleeping in their cars to get the first tee time at Montauk. And he was always curious about that. And so I walked into him one day in the pro shop and I was like, Hey, you know, would you give me a lesson? And he basically put me through my paces. And every single day in the summer, I played, you know, 36 holes and had two hour, three hour playing lessons with him. And, um, and he was the one that really encouraged me to uh, go the teaching route. And then of course, when I entered the LPGA teaching and club professional, um, education all of the ladies there were were just extremely um monumental and in in mentoring me along the way um, and not having a technical background for the sport not having played it for very long but they were great at um embracing me and and, and bringing me under well uh, that's wing. That's one of my favorite parts about being a PGA professional or being just yeah. involved in golf is that there's always this teacher student relationship. You know what? Yeah. We both have played, you know, both sides of that. And, and it just doesn't happen at one point in your life. Um, there are times when I'm still a student and then there's times when I'm a teacher and, you know, you're you're relating to over a thousand kids per year now in this very right. young age group. And folks, we're here talking to Kate Tempesta and she is the designer behind the Urban Golf Academy over in New York City and a U.S kids top 50 teacher as well as one of america's best women teachers as rated by i believe golf digest back in the day and she specializes in teaching kids from the ages of about three to seven so as a pga professional when i think back to what has been imprinted upon me by the pga of america we never really talk about ages seven and under so we're going to, you and I are going to talk about this today because I think it's truly very interesting. So I'd like to develop that a little bit. What's so important about this age group that we've been missing out on, or I've been missing out on for years, that you can enlighten me about? Everything. It's the early beginning of education. Those years are the most important. It's the foundation. It's uh, you know, when I speak in, in public speaking events, I talk about what we do is the non-sexy stuff, right? Like it's like the foundation of the building. Nobody wants to look at the dirt and the beams under the dirt or the cement that's poured, but it's the foundation that holds up the house. And so, you know, doesn't it make sense that in these early years, uh, if we do a good job and we do a developmentally appropriate, uh, if we if we deliver a developmentally appropriate practice, doesn't it make sense that we're going to get more users of of the sexy stuff later on, the K-Vest, the track man, the sand putting lab, like all of this stuff. Um, and I feel like, you know, sure, we want to develop the elite golfer, or the golfer that goes out and shoots par, but we're kind of reverse engineering it and now taking a look at what happens three to seven-year-olds. But development starts in the early years. It starts now. And so doesn't it make sense that we need to kind of flip the model and pour a lot more energy into where development starts. 
So I'm totally going to flip the model. And I just got a call from our good friend, Susie Whaley, and she has appointed me the interim CEO of the PGA of America. And as in, in that my new role, she said that we need to come up with some new initiatives in order to grow the game. So I am going to make you... All right. My director of all player development nationwide. Are you ready to wear this hat? Totally. <laughs> all right, cool. All right. So along those lines, how do I how do I grow your idea to scale? Right. I, I understand exactly what types of programs you run and whether you're in schools or you're at Montauk Downs or the different things that you're doing. I understand your target audience. Right. But as a PGA yeah. professional, I, I, I want all of these young kids to experience your program. How can how can you and I, you as the director of all my player development, nationwide how can we grow this program to scale to really make a difference what can you and i do together well i think it starts with education right people aren't going to understand what they don't know and so they're just you know be taking it on the road and, and doing a horse and pony show and how powerful these early years are um you know again development starts in these early years and so we've got to get more people aware and educated educated truly educated so at teaching and coaching summits, let's see a lot more about early junior golf. Let's see a lot more about the softer skills of what it takes to teach and guide young children. Forget technique and tactical information. Like what are the soft skills? What are, how, do we, how do we collect a group of 10 four-year-olds and, and guide them through this game? Um, so you know, I think the short answer is more education around this. Like we've, we've heard all the stuff on TrackMan. We've heard all the stuff about path and plane. We've heard all the stuff about all the technique and tactical stuff. Let's, let's have some real dialogue about the other stuff that truly matters. And, and not that the other stuff doesn't. Not that the other stuff doesn't, right? But we've heard it all. So let's, let's, let's disrupt a little bit. Let's look outside the golf world. There's so many experts in the field of development outside of golf. And I think if the golf world were, were open-minded and looking at those a little bit more, then we could really move the needle even more than, um, than what's being moved now. Well, Kate, I can assure you, this is definitely disruptor programming here on Springdale Golf Live. You know, the, the members at Springdale, um, God bless them. They love me and they love the fact that we're always trying new and interesting things at the club, whether it's Operation 36 or we have like top golf dinner nights on the range and we do yeah. all sorts of fun things. And, you know, when I came across this program and I've, you know, you and I have mutual friends, I was like, I have to learn more about what's going on here because this woman is making such an impression upon these young golfers. We, we have to grow this thing to scale because it makes total sense to me that this is an area where we can we can certainly move the needle. And you've moved the needle yeah. more than once in, you know, since what you said, 2007, when you kind of started the program. I'm, I'm interested in the answer to this question because you've accomplished a lot of great things. What, what, what are one or two things or just one in particular? It doesn't have to be the thing, but what makes you most proud of what you what you've been able to accomplish in the past 12 to 13 years with the Urban Golf Academy? I mean, I think it, it, the simple answer is birdie basics and the ability to give other professionals and other facilities the same tools to affect as many children as possible. And that's really, at the end of the day, what I'm here to do is to, is to create a, a space and a place where children can shine and be themselves and learn through a developmentally appropriate practice, uh, through coaches that care and connect and, and give them that space to learn. And so the, the fact that we have our, pro, our program now worldwide and that you know, we have two pros over in Australia that are delivering birdie basics, affecting hundreds of kids. We have pros in, like all over the United States and in Canada and Italy and South Africa. Um, what, what turns me on at the end of the day is knowing that more and more children are going home each day with smiles on their face and getting excited about a game that we know, that we all know and love 
that, that, that they can play for a lifetime and they can learn so much about themselves. So that's, that's what I'm most proud of is seeing other members take the success that we've had in the last 20 years, run with it and affect more children. Well, I tell you what, that was extremely well said. And congratulations to you and, and all the great things that you're doing. Uh, okay, my audience here from New York to Philly, they want to find out more about Kate, Kate Tempesta and the Urban Golf Academy. Where do they look you up? Do you have a website? Are you on social media? Uh, hit us up right now with those addresses real quick. Awesome. Well, if you're interested in New York City programming, you can go to www.ktuga.com. And you can follow us on Instagram at kturbangolf. And if you're interested in, in bringing Birdie Basics to your facility, then you go to www.birdie-basics.com or you follow us on Instagram, birdie underscore basics. Well, there it is, folks. Make sure you write those down. And when we put the podcast out later, you could always uh, slow it down and you can and write them down for sure. Or you can contact me because I know how to get in touch with Kate Tempesta. And if you're just joining us, she is about to go through the ritual that everyone loves here on Springdale Golf Live, better known as Rapid Fire Q&A. And uh, Kate and I have a, have a couple of friends that I've learned over the last week or so as I've been putting together this um, content for today. And uh, everybody loves to tell me interesting things about you, Kate. So um, whether it's Gavin or Sarah or some of your other friends, um, you know, uh-huh. I think this uh, this rapid fire. We're gonna we're gonna have some fun today. So you up for this? Sure. Why not? All right. Well, we're gonna have some fun. Here we go. Favorite all time Yankee player? Oh, Thurman Munson. Thurman Munson, unbelievable player. Unbelievable. He was mm-hmm. really good. All right. If you could go to one live concert, what would you choose? Oh my gosh. I don't even know. I really don't. Oh, I went, I went to the concert that I already choose. I went to the desert trip back in, in Palm Springs a couple of years ago, and I saw Rolling Stones and Bob Dylan. It was amazing. I'm done. It's good. All it's right. Good. <laughs> Stick a fork in her. She's done. Here we go. Coffee, yes or no? Oh, lots. Coffee, yes? It, a lot of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. How do you take it? Uh, you know what? I take, I'm embarrassed to say, but ever since I was pregnant, I take it with international delight. I used to drink it black and now I drink it like it's ice cream. Well, you know, but fair enough. You know, the, everyone needs their coffee. It's all good. All right. On a scale of one to 10, rate how good you are with a sword. Oh my God. Yeah, I can rock a sword. Uh, you know, I'm not perfect, but I'd say like it's, you know, seven. All right. If you couldn't teach golf, what would you teach? Hmm. Sword fighting. Do you have any special talents? Mm, making children smile. It, the talent. The best talent, for sure. Okay. If you could yeah. be an actress in any movie, what would you choose? Which actress or what movie? What movie? Oh, I'd be like uh, like Wonder Woman. All right. I like that. Or, or who's, who's the Princess Leia? That, like the newest. Uh, you know. Oh, Ray from Star Wars. Yeah, Ray. I'd be right. Ray in Star Wars. You'd be a great Ray. I like that. That there's some good synergy there. I like that. All right. Do you believe in ghosts? I think I do. Yeah. All right. Would you rather yeah. climb Mount Everest or dive to the bottom of the ocean? Ooh, uh, Mount Everest for sure. All right. One last one. When you hear the word trailblazer, who is the first person that comes to mind? Susie Whaley. 
Susie Whaley. Well, that's a tremendous answer. Um, you know, when I asked her a similar question, she said Annika Sorenstam. And you know what? I, I, I think I think all of you ladies are fantastic trailblazers. Kate, I can't thank you enough for being on Springdale Golf Live today. Tremendous job telling us all about Birdie Basics and the kids in the Urban Golf Academy. Folks, you got to follow her. Thank you for being here today and taking the time. Thanks so much, Keith. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Well, folks, it's 3.20 p.m. here in Princeton. Thanks for listening to Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. We'll be back in a moment with uh, a recap of this week's lively commentary by some golf stars. Talk to you soon. The New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the NJPA section, is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. With a focus on three core pillars, youth, military, and special needs, the NJGF delivers dynamic programming under the guidance of PGA professionals, so individuals from all backgrounds can experience the game of golf in a welcoming environment. To support the NJGF or learn more about programs and special events, visit njgolffoundation.org. That's njgolffoundation.org. Rich in distinguished history for nearly 125 years, Springdale Golf Club and its members have been beautifully making their mark as the best golf and social experience in our region. Our impact in the industry does not stop there. Did you know about the benefits that extend beyond the boundaries of the club through its agreement with Troon Purvey, the private club operating division of Troon Golf Management? Springdale's walkable and superbly conditioned William Flynn design course, now combined with Troon's operational expertise, are taking the club to the next level in our commitments to the member experience. Just announced as a significant expansion to the Troon Purvey Privileges Program. This Vanguard service initiative includes enhanced golf and lifestyle benefits that extend far beyond the fairways. For more information about our club and all the incredible moments being made at Springdale Golf Club and through Troon Purvey, please take a visit of our website at www.springdalegc.org forward slash Troon Purvey. Let's get back on course as Springdale Golf Live continues on Fox Sports 920 The Jersey. Once again, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to Springdale Golf Live. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. You know me as the director of fun. You're listening to Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. You know what? I tell you, we just had some great fun there with our guest, Kate. It was an informative interview talking about growing junior golf at an age that maybe hasn't been explored as much as it should have been. You know, I met up with her at the PGA show. We talked and I said, you've got to come on the show. I mean, sometimes the simplest ideas are just the best ones. For yourself, my man, you'll never be what is in your heart. Weep, little lion, man, you're not as brave as you were at the start. There we go, a little jam there by Mumford & Sons, little lion man. And I know that Kate uh, is a big Mumford & Sons fan, so I played that for her. And, you know, wait, it just it's really cool that she's taken that little niche in golf and growing it, you know, ages seven and like ages three to seven. And if you go online and you look at her YouTube channel and, and you see the stuff that she's putting out on social media, these videos that she does with these kids of the classes that she has, they're really, really, really cool. And it's just great stuff. Uh, 
um, I, I think what she's doing is Vanguard, and uh, you know, I felt like you know we got to have her on and promote her and, and all the hard work that she has going on, and and uh, hopefully everyone will take some time and they'll look her up and they'll spend some time learning more about the Urban Golf Academy. But you know what? It, it's the second segment. We got to do a little tower talk here, as we always do, week in week out. And there's been a lot going on this week, and the interview was um, a little bit lengthy with Kate, so I got to go quick here. And on Monday we had um, golf legend Mickey Wright. She passed away at the age of 85 and it's worth noting that whether it was Ben Hogan or Sam Snead or Jack Nicholas, they all felt that Mickey Wright was one of those people with her 82 wins and 13 majors had one of the best swings of all time and we've been talking about it all week uh, golf media and uh, I remember when I asked Susie Whaley who she would add in rapid fire to Mount Rushmore, she said Mickey Wright and uh, she was right and and there's no doubt about it Uh, Mickey Wright was a special woman, did a lot for golf in general and certainly for women's golf so our thoughts and prayers go out to her family and we just finished up in LA out at the Genesis uh, which was won by Adam Scott and uh, you know the TV coverage there was under a little bit of of an assault by CBS in social media and our good friend Peter Costas was on the airwaves this week he was on the No Laying Up podcast and if you haven't heard this yet and and maybe you're not really big into golf podcasts which you should be and you should be following ours week in and week out that we post but um if you're ever going to like dabble into this you've got to listen to what peter costas has to say because even whether you did or didn't like him as an analyst on cbs sports this guy lets it fly wade i mean it's unbelievable he covers everything from why he got fired to issues with the pga tour to why cbs coverage stinks now i mean i very rarely in this day and age, do you get unfiltered like that? But I mean, he went after it, which was pretty cool that I thought. And uh, take you t- take a couple minutes and listen to that. And one of the things that they covered was Patrick Reed cheating. And he gives an account of four different times where he saw Patrick Reed cheat while he was covering events or walking along with him for CBS. And, you know, you want to talk about a lightning rod for commentary. I'm going to jump right over to our other friend there, Brooks Kepka, who was out at Media Day at Harding Park for the PGA Championship, which is coming in San Francisco in May. And, you know, after the Genesis, he jumped right up there to San Francisco and to, excuse me, uh, do a little talking about what's going on, what, what he sees is going on in golf. And guess who came up again? Mr. Patrick Reed and the cheating incident from the or the rules infraction incident from uh, December back in the hero. And Brooks just he just I mean, you got to love this guy. He's another straight shooter. Uh, he was unfiltered as usual. And he said, you know, basically, uh, yeah, he cheated. And that there's no way he goes, I just took three months off from golf and there's no way I wouldn't know if I was hitting the sand or not hitting the sand. So he goes, I think the direct quote was, I don't know if he was building sandcastles or something, but it kind of reminded me of the Houston Astros where, you know, Jim Crane had that famous line this week, Wade, where he said, you know, we didn't cheat. We just broke the rules. I'm not really quite. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what that means. But um, another interest, really interesting part, because we're going quick here, is that Brooks had sh- special shoes designed to commemorate Kobe Bryant and his legacy. And you know, Kobe's memorial is coming up this week, and he has been just such a transcendent athlete. And the tragedy that surrounded him and the nine people that were on that helicopter. And just want to remind everyone that his memorial service this week is on 224. And why 224? Well. His daughter Gianna, her basketball jersey number was number two, and Kobe was number 24. And a lot of people remember Kobe being number eight, but he switched to number 24. And one of the reasons why I bring this up is that he chose 24 because he said you got to take each day as it comes.
times, 24 hours. Well, there it is, folks. We got to take it as it comes as well. That music means I'm almost out of here. Thanks to our sponsors, TaylorMade Golf, New Jersey Golf Foundation, Summit Golf Brands, F.H. Wadsworth. We got Billy Harmon, Butch Harmon's brother, next week. Thanks to the man on the board, Wade Weezer, Springdale Board of Governors, Troon Golf Management, and most importantly, my listeners. I'm Ed to Springdale. Where are you headed? Let the tower be your guide. And from Princeton to Mexico, and of course, everywhere online, may you all have a Springdale day. This has been Springdale Golf Live with Keith Stewart. Keith returns to the team next Friday afternoon at 3 on Fox Sports 920, The Jersey.